afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Today we are broadcasting from the Nebraska Soybean Board Studio, which is brought to you by the Nebraska Soybean Farmers and their checkoff. And joining me in the studio, Aaron Bertles with Crossroads Marketing. You and I got into this deep conversation before we even started the final bell, and it's going to be an interesting one, folks. Lots of things that we're going to be focusing on today. Now, the first one, I just have to say, coming out of the gate, 245,000 metric tons of soybeans to an unknown destination. I was like, woohoo! But that was about the extent of it. Not a lot of beans, but we have not had a lot of export discussions out there. No, we had a good few weeks, uh, you know, where sales were above expectations, and, and then you come into this week and it was disappointing. But this is the time of year where they're buying from us, so this week is really a disappointment when you know we're below the highest expectations for beans and really below, um, you know, the lowest expectations for corn. So it's just a, it's a tough shot during the time of year where you're really supposed to be seeing your most activity, um, and especially, you know, obviously from China where we're still fighting this whole discussion back and forth of a trade deal and what's happening and um, hasn't mattered a lot you know in the short term just because we they need beans and so they've been buying them from us but obviously a little slower week here this last week have the winter doldrums really set in yeah this is a terrible time of the year to hope for a lot of activity um, especially when you get into a marketplace like this we've seen it the last few years where uh, there's a belief of plenty of supply right that's still a huge argument obviously where we're coming into a report next week and then a report in January and people are still you know hoping and expecting that harvested acres will come down or the yield will come down but right now the market's perception is that we have plenty of supply and so with that it's tough to get any movement going I don't care if there is a trade deal on the horizon we talked a little bit about that what is that going to do right now you know this you're getting closer and closer and the longer it takes to where we get closer to South America's production coming out of the field if they don't have any problems the less impact this is really going to have if we continue to still see that we have plentiful supply because I don't believe that China is going to come out and agree to buy a whole bunch of beans at one time that's been a, a sticking point to them uh, since they mm-hmm. said they had a deal um, and if they're not going to do that if they're just going to agree to come back to the marketplace and buy beans as they see fit, well, that's great, but I don't see how that's a huge direct impact right away today. It's a psychological impact, and I think it will open the door and and have funds be more um, excited about investing in something when there's a story, right? Because we saw it over and over again in the last two years. You'd have a story. The rally wouldn't go near as far as you expected because they don't have any confidence because there's no trade deal and there's there's not this demand source that they're expecting to be out there. Well, if that demand source is out there and you have a story, then you might be able to see these rallies continue to the places you would expect them to versus, you know, dying uh, earlier than you'd expect. You know, we had this discussion, I bet it's been eight, nine months ago, as to don't bank on this. I mean, we have got so comfortable, you know, with China always being there to make purchases. And it hasn't happened. We thought, you know, even if we didn't have a deal, they're going to need beans. Yeah, they need beans, but they looked somewhere else to get it just to say, no, we're not trading with you. Yeah, and the same along with that is the fact that our competition has become stiffer, right? I mean, there's many more places for them to go that are producing a lot more beans. And I shouldn't say many, but South America every year is producing a lot more beans. And so China's savvy traders, right? They're they're good at this. They're they're going to try to buy them the best way that they can, um, and they're a huge player in the market. No, not like any other, different than any other business where if you're the biggest person out there and you're buying, you're going to get discounts, 
right? And you're going to get things that other people don't get. And we always get really upset when they cancel something or do it. Well, they're the biggest fish in town, right? They, we need them overall. And so uh, when your competition's stiffening up, when we have a bad relationship with them right now, uh, there's just not a lot you can depend on right there. There really isn't any incentive for China to, to get this done. We saw the president earlier this week say 2020 elections up probably be after that. That's November. That's 11 yeah. months from now. Yeah, I'm no economics professor, but you know, just from a, the outside looking in, I would say that their economy is is hurting. Um, you know, and but they're. I talked to this about my clients when this first started. Is uh, they're a communist country, right? They, it's a different perspective from them than it would be here. Um, you know, for their citizens and what kind of things they're going to be able to put them through, and, and what situations they'll they'll be willing to fight through that that maybe we wouldn't, right? from a comfort standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say they are hurting, but it's just a question of how long they're willing to sustain that, right, to get what they want. Uh, and I don't think any of us know that. We don't, you know, we're just not the same type of people. But looking at this, I mean, 11 more months of this, if we have to wait till after the 2020 election, that's tough for these ag producers. Oh, it is, absolutely. And it's uh, it'd be a huge blow to them, and it would be, I don't want to say interesting because it'd be so painful, but it'd be interesting to see what it would do to their economy. Um, you know, Trump and everybody looks at ours right now, uh, the ag being on the side of this, uh, stock market's doing great, right? Economy overall, um, at least the perception of that is that it's doing great. So they have less concern in that world because those things are doing well, whereas China's is not. You know, and so he's looking at it as, hey, we can handle 11 more months of this, can they? Crop size. I mean, we knew that Monday, 11% of the crop was still in the ground. The Dakotas are sitting at extremely high numbers. Yeah. This next report, are we going to see any surprises? We could. My worry is just that anybody that hasn't harvested their crop, are they really going to come and say they're not going to? They'll just do it later, right? I mean, they'll do it this spring. So Mm -hmm. I still wonder if we're going to have the answers that we'd like to have on harvested acreage, even in this report. Yeah, we we know it's not been harvested up to this point, but it doesn't mean they're not going to harvest it after that. It's going to make for some interesting reports this next couple of months. It will. And I hope that the buildup for this one can give us some opportunities, um, just not knowing what's going to come out of it, obviously. Well, stick around, folks. We've got a lot more to talk about. We haven't really even touched on South America and where they're sitting. We'll also look at some bases. There's some pressure out there for the elevators. A lot more is coming up on this Thursday version of the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Aaron Bertles continues to join us. Let's talk, uh, before we jump to South America, I want to look at basis again. I know there's been a few stories that have been filtered on social media and news-wise talking about these elevators and the competition that they've got out there to get what they need. The basis is there, and that's cutting into their profits, but knowing it's kind of this vicious cycle right now. Yeah. Yeah, and I would still be one that, uh, especially bean basis right now, I mean, it's incredible in several different areas. I'd certainly be one that would be talking about, you know, getting that locked in on some level, uh, knowing what your delivery is going to be, and then, you know, waiting to price later. Obviously, we've seen a big downturn in the the bean market here recently. So, historically, it's unbelievable, right? And do I expect that it can't get better? No, I I think it certainly could. I mean, we're not going to have any more beans for a while, but... We are going to have competition from South America coming up soon. Um, 
you know, if we were to happen to get some type of a trade deal solidified, then that may be one of the bigger things that changes versus actual futures price. Um, and I don't expect bean price to just go nuts here anytime soon either as far as futures go. So I don't think basis goes away because of that either. So I wouldn't expect it to just, you know, disappear. I mean, they're not going to get anything new anytime soon, but it's certainly a level that you could at least plan your winner out and know when you're going to take them in and get a really good level locked in and, and be able to deliver those things and price them later. It's definitely, and we've talked about this, interesting times to keep, I think, that conversation going with folks like you mm-hmm. to be able to, to set out a marketing plan and know, get that emotion, which is hard, yeah. out of the picture, especially if you're looking in a field going, I still have beans out there, or I still have corn out there, yeah. but I need to market. Yeah, and it's a tough situation, but it is one of those where you, you got to look at it and think, how much better can it really get? You know, from this point, you got to have some things happen for it to get a lot better. I mean, you're pricing in the things that are there right now, right? And that is that we're kind of to the end of the bean cycle. Not a lot of people typically hold on to beans; they sell those beans first, mm-hmm. and then they get to the corn after that. So you'd have to have a trade deal or something come up that would make it get a lot better than what it is today. So while I don't think it is going to get a lot worse. That's certainly your risk, right? So looking at South America, and you and I were talking about this before we even started this program, was this last week they had a weather scare, and it didn't even hardly blip on our radar Yeah, because trade talks were kind of dark shadowing everything else. Yeah, and I would say they're still having a little bit of a weather scare. Argentina's uh, drier, and they're expecting drier forecasts for a while. It's just the time of year is not great for that to be a huge concern because it is so early there mm-hmm. at this point. And Brazil's obviously the bigger place, uh, the bigger area, and the bigger, bigger production, and it's getting rain. Um, I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter with uh, rain coming down, and you know how that goes with the marketplace. Um, so. I think it's just the timing of it. I think it's the fact that it's Argentina and it's not um, Brazil uh, and not a big portion of Brazil. And and like you said, uh, they expect right now that we have plenty of supply. So they're not as worried about that at this point. Do we see, uh, I don't know what the numbers were for soybeans, but I know that corn was 3.5% more acres planted. Mm -hmm. That's got to put some pressure on the market yeah every year every year they up the ante on what they're going to be able to produce um you know they're they're in a place too where i mean we've seen i hate to say that they have more consistent production because they really don't i mean we've seen a couple times in the last few years where they've had issues argentina a couple years ago had huge issues with their Mm -hmm. production because it got too dry um down there which you know is obviously what people are worrying about right now but every year they plant more acres um, you know, and it becomes a bigger competition. And like we talked before, uh, between them and Ukraine, and uh, Ukraine this year had a huge harvest. You know, they were 4 million metric tons above what their record was last year. Uh, and those places together produced almost 52% more grain last year than they did the year before. So it's just a, it's a big jump in what our competition is out there from a number of different places. So we need to focus on, on 2020. It's going to be here mm-hmm. in a very, you know, a few short weeks. Yep. What type of outlook, what type of mind mentality do we need to have for these grains going into next year? Yeah, I mean, there's always the chances that you have every single year, right, is that we have some issue this summer that provides us some opportunity. There's still the opportunity that we have weather problems in Argentina, but you have to go into this with, I mean, there's still the chance that we have an issue in January, right, We're in the report where they come out and say all of a sudden that the yield dropped uh, several bushels or acres dropped several bushels, but You've, you've got to be on a place where you're taking advantage of, of these small things. And 
you, you just got to get yourself ahead, right? I mean, there's been too many years now where people are falling behind and then you have to do too much at one time and people just mentally aren't prepared for that, right? So the only way to get away from that is you got to jump ahead. You've got to jump past what you've got to do today while you still need to be getting that done, but you've got to be thinking further down the road and say, if I'm not going to get behind again, then I got to start on this stuff too. Because right now you have to plan that it's going to be bearish, right? You have to plan that every year mm -hmm. right now. The only thing that's going to change that is if we have supply problems next summer, which we won't know for a long time, right? right. So today you have to plan for bearish because seven, eight, nine out of 10 years, that's what it is. All right. Sounds good. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you? Yeah, you can email me at abrittles at crossroadsml.com or give me a call at 402-309-3171. All right, just remember commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That's the Fontenelle Final Bell being brought to you by Fontenelle and all the local dealers. Check it out as a podcast through ruralradio.com. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.